the Midtown Detroit studios of WDET. This is Detroit Today. Today, we celebrate Festivus, the alternative holiday made famous by the television show Seinfeld and its feature demonstration of the airing of grievances. What things about 2021 rubbed you the wrong way or made you angry? What things disappointed rather than delivering? What made your year sour instead of soaring? We're going to hear from you, and we've got three great guests with us to share theirs as well. That's next on Detroit Today, but first the news from NPR. Festivus, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. So we have had some real ups and downs here in 2021, and really, to be honest, maybe more downs than ups. So many of us had hoped this would be a year we'd be able to leave the pandemic behind us after the proliferation of the vaccines. But here we are, many of us rethinking or canceling or really altering our holiday plans for a second year as COVID-19 cases surge yet again. And that's the backdrop for our show today. The one show each year here on Detroit Today that is completely dedicated to the things that drive us nuts. Today is Festivus, the fake holiday that was made famous by bumbling patriarch Frank Costanza on the 90s sitcom Seinfeld. After pummeling a fellow holiday shopper over a doll, he decided there had to be a better way. A new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. (laughs) At the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Got a lot of problems with you people, and now you're going to hear about them. We are going to spend the hour today airing our own grievances and, of course, hearing from you about yours. What is grinding your gears this year? Maybe better question, what's not grinding your gears right now? It could be the news, COVID, or politics, or even smaller things. It seems like everything right now is just driving people bananas. And I absolutely put myself in that category as well. Drivers driving badly, Zoom meetings gone awry, Zoom meetings going on and on forever, Family members that make you rip your hair out. It is all fair game here on Detroit Today. So call us at 313-577-1019 or send us your grievances on Twitter using the hashtag Detroit Today and we will laugh about them or we will cry about them together. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. You can also go to Facebook or you can go to Twitter 
and uh, we can air your grievances that way. And as usual, we have some really great guests with us to air their grievances alongside mine, which, of course, uh, I am always looking forward to doing as well. Candace Fortman is the executive director of Outlier Media, and she joins us to air her annual grievances with us. Candace, welcome to the show. Hi, Stephen. It's great to have you here. Uh, also with us is Ryan Hooper, and he is one of the co-hosts of uh, Culture Shift right here on WDET, which you hear each day during the week from noon to 2 p.m. Ryan, welcome back to the studio. Thank you so much, Stephen. Yes, we are also still waiting for a third Festivus guest, uh, Bill Nowling, who's a longtime political communications strategist here in Detroit, and he's executive director at DP+. Plus. He is going to join us later as well. Uh, actually, they're waving at me. Bill is now with us. Bill, welcome back to Detroit today. Merry Festivus. <laughs> Great to have you here as well. Okay, so normally the way we do this show is that I would ask our guests up front to talk about the grievances that they have had with uh, the year behind. And we're going to do that in just a minute. But I am going to take a host's prerogative up front and air my biggest grievance, at least right now, of the year first. Normally I save mine for the end of the show. But this year it's it's a, a grievance that's relevant to the conversation that we're having. My grievance right now is the fact that Candace is with us on the phone Bill is with us via Zoom, and Ryan is the only person who is able to be here in the studio because, well, he works here and he comes in here every day. So, again, this is, this is the COVID reminder that, uh, that we get every day, that the world is still completely upside down, and we aren't able to do the things that we normally do. Uh, because of the because of the virus, Candace, I, I I would normally get to see your face on <laughs> today, and I have not seen your face in person in more than a year. What? what That's right. Uh, this is not okay. No, and honestly, my eye rolls are going underappreciated, and that's hard for me. That's really difficult for me to deal with because I haven't been able to roll my eyes in a studio in so long <laughs> <laughs> that's right because even last year during festivus you had to join us via phone because ours that's you were right. on zoom last year i think and I, we had bill on the phone bill what do you think of the idea of not being able to be together still in december well, of 2021 well, no you you just took away one of my grievances <laughs> so i'm going to replace it with the grievance that you just took away one of my grievances. Right, now your grievance is with me instead, now my of, grievance is with you. <laughs> instead but, of covid i don't think that'll know, be the last grievance against me by the way but uh, no no i we still love you um, <laughs> no i mean covid reminds me the last reminds me of when the last time it was that I took a shower. I mean, I used to not think about those things because I took one every day, right? And and, and now I can kind of tell you, well, I think, you know, 
You know, Tuesday was the last day I took a shower. And, uh, <laughs> I just don't need to anymore. It's like so. Tuesday, I think, right? Well, now I know Bill's family's grieving. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Ryan, you you do get to be here in studio, but that's only because uh, you work here and you do your show from here, right? Every day, I, I guess I trust that uh, this is safe, but and who that's knows? <laughs> it's just a trust exercise <laughs> right. at this point. But yeah, the the small things feel like the bigger things. You know, when like Bill talked about showering it's like you really remember the last time you went to the kitchen you're like oh i'm getting up again i'm going to the kitchen this is going to be my errand for the afternoon because <laughs> you simply don't go out and it's frustrating i think for a lot of people because uh when you when you do the right thing you get your your vaccine you go through this whole process and right now it feels like we're at the beginning again. It does. It's very frustrating for humans. <laughs> like, right. I did what I was supposed to do. Why doesn't it feel That's different? Right. Where's Where, my cookie? Where's my reward? That's right. That's right. Okay. So nothing you like it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we're going to get started now with our regular scheduled uh, airing of grievances. I, I interrupted those there with that, that first one. Uh, this year, I am going to start with Candace Fortman, the inimitable, the incomparable <laughs> Candace Fortman. And I am laying it on thick in hopes that maybe this year most of her grievances won't be about me. Now, I know it's impossible to imagine that none of her grievances would be about me, but but maybe not all of them or maybe not most of them. So, uh, so <laughs> I, I think that she has just to, just because she we can we're on like year six of this and she still has grievances with you. Is, is, I mean, that's well, they're, they're new every year. It's something it's something different that I did. So uh, that's right. That's right. I mean, you're very talented at becoming a part of my grievances, but actually. Uh, my first grievance kind of involves you, um, but it's not your fault. Okay. So <laughs> my first grievance is men, full stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like men. half the population. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Yes. Yeah. And what did and, we do this year? Oh, what didn't you do? <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, let, we can, You want to talk about reproductive rights? Do you want to talk about guns do you want to talk about this conversation about alpha and beta men that has taken over 2021 <laughs> men are having a rough go right now and i think it's because like earth is resetting or something <laughs> and, <laughs> and they can feel maybe some of the power shifting back to women <laughs> and it is making them deeply uncomfortable oh i should say them you all as I'm joined with, by a panel of men. With, of all men, right? <laughs> I, I don't know but if... it's I, been a rough year for just watching men operate in the world has been very interesting. Huh. Well, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm not sure that I feel like this year is any different than every other year in that regard, right? Uh, oh, you all picked it up a notch. Uh, <laughs> and trust me, you wouldn't know because you are... A man. Right. But for those of us who aren't, <laughs> we are watching you all and going, you are well, are you? Oh, but I'm goodness. hopeful that you all can turn it around in 2022. I, well, I don't know. At least we're consistent <laughs> year in, year out. <laughs> can you know we pull what? it together? You get a point for consistency. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, that's a, I mean, that really surprises me. And, and again, you know, it is it is a little about me, but but I'm only one man among 
billions, mm-hmm. but, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess mm-hmm. I guess I'm screwing mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> that sounds like an onion headline. Man shocked to hear there's a problem with him. With men. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ryan. <laughs> I'm, I've got your back, Candace. You're back up on. You're on my list now. You're up on my list. <laughs> all, all I've got to say is. And question mark. And what are we supposed and, to do about that? Yeah. I, you know what? I think that you all can spend some time figuring that out. I am not going to do that work for you. I am going to allow you to decide for yourself how to what we're supposed to do. Next how's year. that how's that been working for us, Candace? <laughs> not great. Not great, Neil. <laughs> Maybe it's time okay. to round us up and send us to the island of misfit toys or something. It is I that mean, time all, I think all men should live on Belle Isle for at least a year. <laughs> Solve all of your internal stuff and then come back to us and we'll see what we can do. Oh the smell. With the deer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Candace, uh, that is that is a, a a big one to start the right. <laughs> start the list. What else is on your what else is on your list this year? <laughs> oh well, it gets really simple from here. Government accountability. Yeah. Um, we have had a year, um, and I'm and I want to talk specifically about local government accountability, sure. where we had government officials. Um, unwilling to participate in public conversations mm-hmm. about their jobs. Um, and I'm talking very specifically about the mayor and the city clerk who were unwilling to do debates or do public forums. Um, but also, like citizens, I think, who just feel unable to hold the people they elected truly accountable for their health, their safety, and their well being. And that is troubling in so many ways. Um, and you, it's one of the reasons, and this is a, a small plug, it's one of the reasons I'm so grateful that Detroit Documenters exist and that that community of folks is working mm-hmm. um, to increase accountability, but they cannot do it alone. Journalists can't do it alone. Um, we really have to figure out how we bring better accountability back into our civic system. Yeah, amen to that. And and I'm not saying that just because I'm a, a, a journalist. I'm saying that because I'm a Detroiter. And I'm just, I was so disappointed this election cycle that the mayor wouldn't participate in the debate and the clerk wouldn't participate in the, de- in the debate and wouldn't even grant interviews. I mean, yeah. everybody wanted to talk to her about the job that she does and, and how hard it is and what she wants to do to, to improve things. She wouldn't even, uh, she wouldn't even give you uh, the time of day. So uh, there's no question. There's no question that that's a grief that I think most people in Detroit have a right to have, uh, even if they're not uh, even not thinking about it. All right, Candace, that is a great that is a great list. Thank you. <laughs> and and well, there I'm was not. I have a problem with my first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still scratching my head about about that, trying to figure out what my role is in all of that. But uh, but I'm sure Your there are a lot. to hold other men accountable. <laughs> right, that's right. But I'm sure there are a lot of other women who would uh, agree with you about the, that first one. The phone lines have lit up. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is going to be Bill Nowling. Bill, what is on your list this year? Well, Candace is now back at the top of my list. Again, so. <laughs> yes, that's where I like to be. <laughs> so I, I, those are all really good ones, and it's hard to follow that one. And I, and I think I, you know, I'm going to add those to my list and, and embrace them as my own as well. But, you know... Uh, 
I think I'll riff on, on Candace a little bit is, you know, the level of shameless self-promotion among elected officials uh, is just really on my nerves. And I'm, I mean, I used to work for elected officials to get them shameless self-promotion. So, I mean, it's hard for me to come out and say <laughs> that this is a, this is a grievance for me, but, but, you know, and, and, and I, and I really, really tread lightly here, but, you know, the, the poor people in Oxford having to deal with, you know, the onslaught of, you know, every politician looking to latch his or her trailer onto mm-hmm. uh, to that tragedy there to tell everybody how concerned and, and, and willing they are to help. It, it just seems, I mean, that is like, like the lowest level of shameless self-promotion and you have it at all, just about all levels of political electedness mm. uh, in, in, in this case. And I just think that that, you know, I want to say, Hey guys, time out. This, uh, again, we need to tell you, this is not about you. Yeah. Really, really this time it's really not about you. And, you know, so, I mean, this is a little bit more serious than, than funny than we get, but I, but, but it's a really kind of, I think it's a check for people who live in the public sphere is to remind people, to remind you that sometimes you just have to listen. Sometimes you just have to be there. Uh You know, we elect you to do jobs to help people. So that's not news to us. And it's only news as, as former editor said to me, when you don't do your job, right? Because, and, um, and, and, and I think we forget that. And, and so that kind of same as, Shameless self-promotion has, has been a big one on mine, um, you know, which kind of leads into the next one is, you know, I've got a problem with experts. And I'm not talking about experts who are actually experts. I'm talking about the kind of people who, uh, you know, they're not a doctor, but they did stay at a Holiday Inn Express once. And, <laughs> and, and, and now they're telling me... I mean, I have friends and colleagues who couldn't add up five numbers are telling me the engineering qualities of whether a mask is effective or not. (laughs) Everyone's an expert now. uh, Everybody's an expert. And I'm like, and you're basing this on your medical training not from where from where (laughs) everybody is an expert. Everybody has a brother or a cousin who, you know, well, you know, my friend's cousin's brother did, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. You know, just because you want to live stupidly (laughs) is great. This is America. You can live stupidly, but you cannot force me to bear the result of your stupidity. You know, your right to self-agency ends at my doorstep. And, you know, that's a pretty hard concept to get a lot of folks they have their mind. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it must be. A, it, it, people talk out of both sides of their mouth on this. You know, and it, it, you know it's an age-old question. I don't, want you to, I don't want you to tell me what to do with my body, but I'm going to tell you what to do with yours. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I mean, we're seeing how that argument cuts both ways, especially in the last, last couple of years. And then, then finally, and this is a perennial favorite of mine, but <laughs> I'm going to add a little nuance to it. Woke nodders. I'm coming up with a term. Woke Nodders. Woke nodders. These are these are the people, primarily white, primarily male, Candace. Uh, these would be the, the the betas, not the alphas. And uh, th- th- these are the people that 
when, when you talk about issues of race or issues of discrimination or issues of just people behaving badly, they have this concerned look on their face and they nod as if that conveys, if that, that conveys yes. Yes. all they need to do to say, oh, I'm woke. I'm, I'm with woke. you. I get it. I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I love that one. So I'm, I'm, it's called Woke Nodders. Woke I'm gonna, Nodders. I'm, I've already trademarked it because I'm that guy. And, um, but, you know, it's the Woke Nodders. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, your list. Real people. I know they are real people. We all know those people. Um, but Bill, your list is so serious this year. You have real grievances with, <laughs> with a number of different people. That's kind of dark. What? Uh, hey, well, you know, I've been living the Ted Kaczynski life. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We all have a lot of time to think about that. That's right. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our celebration of the airing of grievances here on Festivus. Ryan Hooper, co-host of Culture Shift, is going to be up first when we get get back. Uh, After that, we are going to get to you, the listeners. We've already got a number of callers queued up to share the things that uh, are grinding their gears that way this year. And we've got a number of social media comments that we want to get to as well. If you want to join, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter, put comments there, and we'll include you. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Bringing you news that matters. Stories that impact your life. Music from the Motor City and around the world. This is 1019 WDET. Detroit's NPR station. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining Today is our annual observance of Festivus, an alternative holiday made popular by the television show Seinfeld and its feature uh, activity, which is the airing of grievances. Uh, We want to hear about your grievances about the year 2021. And I'll say again that maybe we should have scheduled two hours for this show this year because 2021 was such a crazy year and so many things Uh, rubbed us the wrong way or ground our gears. Uh, I'm not sure we can get it all done in 60 minutes. Uh, We do want to hear from you, the listeners, though, about the things that drive you nuts right now, the things about 2021 that disappointed you or stole joy from you. Uh, Think of all the anticipation we had back in January about how things were going to be better because there was a vaccine and that uh, life could write itself again. Uh, here, we, here we are in December of 2021, and things still seem pretty upside down. Uh, call and tell us what's upside down in your world still. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the social media and put comments there, and uh, we'll air your grievances that way, we've got three great guests with us. Uh, Candace Fortman is executive director of Outlier Media. Bill Nowling is a longtime political communication strategist here, 
uh, executive director at DP Plus. And Ryan Hooper is one of the hosts of Culture Shift, which you hear right here on WDET each weekday from noon to 2 p.m. We already heard the really uh, dark lists from <laughs> Bill Nowling and Candace Fortman. It's a dark year, so <laughs> I guess that makes uh, that makes for some dark grievances. Um, uh, it's Ryan's turn now. Ryan, are you gonna you gonna cheer me up? Or are you gonna <laughs> continue to, <laughs> to bring us down here? <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll give you a mixed bag. I think Bill touched on so many things that I think about, which is really the performance of caring. The performance, you know, winning the press release, but not really doing the work. Yes. Saying the right, the woke nodders, I think really nails it. Um, you know, like the the theater of pandemic cleaning that we talked about early on, like are people actually doing what they're supposed to be doing or do you just make it look that way because you think you're supposed to do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the other thing that comes along with the performing is this new tone that we have in the pandemic. There's this thing people do now where you say, how are you doing? And they go, well, with everything going on, you know, and it's just this downtrodden vibe, like like an Eeyore. And I don't blame people for being down. Like, I I do want to preface that. But I just think if there was a little bit more positivity a little bit more of a happy greeting or something more conversationally. Because if you come to someone and you're just like, well, gestures wildly at everything. I mean, just getting by day by day. Conversationally, how can you really work with that? How do you respond to that? It makes it very challenging to, to have a meaningful conversation when it's like, all right, well. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you alone. I I'll guess there's not alone. much I could do. I can't really carry your whole weight yeah, on my shoulders. I mean, right I now. don't know. It's hard. I think you're right, though. It's hard to distinguish between that and people who are really having a hard time and, <laughs> and can't can't figure their way forward at this point. It's true. I, I do. I do agree with you on that. Um, but there's the performance side of it where. Maybe there's a little bit of guilt when you are having a good day that you still have to go through that motion because you don't want to make someone else feel bad who is really going through that. See, this is another COVID just screwing everything up, making everything impossible to to understand or to interpret. Uh, example, I, I think all of all of these grievances really have to do with our COVID moods. I will say something on a lighter note. I have to talk about the city's worship of the Coney dog. Oh. I'm coming for oh. the Coney dog. Yes. So Wait a minute. All right, so I now know. you're going to start something that we will not be able to solve this hour, for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to need another hour. <laughs> I love that this is so far the most controversial thing that has been brought up on this program so far, a half an hour in. Um, here's the thing. We love the Coney dog, right? But I think we're, we're better than that. And what I mean is, I've oh. been to concerts where you have a touring musician who comes to town and they're looking out at this crowd and they say, I heard you guys love Coney dogs and the crowd goes wild. (laughs) Like I think we have more self-respect than to tie our entire identity as a people to chili on a hot dog. It's the wow. woke nodders. Wow. The, the concept of the woke nodders is is at play here. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the woke eaters. <laughs> but now sometimes I look at other cities and I look at their food. You know, uh, Pittsburgh, their specialty is putting uh, fries on a salad. Yeah. And then I say, well, actually, maybe we should be proud that the Coney Dog. I was going to say, I mean, what, right. what what's better than the Coney Dog? I don't know. I, I, I'm not ashamed to say that. That identifies Detroit for me. It's just that rabid response <laughs> to pandering people Ryan. that come to town and they say, I, I went to Lafayette Coney Island. Okay, so now you're calling out specific businesses. We're going to be in so much trouble. The day her. the phone lines broke. No, Ryan, let me explain something to you. Much the way I revere the mask for saving my life over the last two years, that is how that is where the Coney dog sits in my spirit when you have had to go into lafayette coney island at 2 45 in the morning after perhaps a long evening of festivising um and it has saved your life that is why the coney dog is so special to us it is not because it is some gourmet meal it is because it saves you time and time again <laughs> maybe i do need to take a good hard look into the styrofoam carry out of my life and and make some adjustments Say. It, it, it has it has a, a, an, an innate ability to get you to your next destination. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's the right. only reliable transit in this town. That's right. Oh, <laughs> boy, the Coney Dog. I, that, that, I mean, that's just like uh, that's like a vicious attack on Detroit. I feel like uh, that, that's just like saying there's something wrong with us. No, no, no. <laughs> Please don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Can we have a coney dog with a side of dignity? Let's let's not lose ourselves and get overly. When someone comes in from out of town, let's let's hold ourselves with more decorum. What did you say about Fago, Candace? He said, can we have it with a side of decorum? I was like, the side is a Fago red You're not going to throw Fago in here, too. That's now, a decorum. Right? That's where it gets fancy. Security's coming to and walk me out of the ain't building. Ain't no brawl like a family brawl. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, so our panel had quite the list of grievances this year. I am now going to have to go eat lunch, I think, at uh, Lafayette and American, both, in order to, to repair the damage that Ryan Hooper has done to those businesses here on our show. Uh, but let's get to our listeners and their grievances. 313-577-1019 is the number, of course. 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook or Twitter uh, put comments there, and we'll include them in the conversation. I'm going to start with social media where we've got a number of comments already. Big Neo says, I edited my list of fez- festivist grievances to only two. One is that American politicians and corporations continue to put profits over people. American citizens deserve better. He says, the other is that Detroit Today is not a two-hour broadcast. These conversations need more time. Everybody wants me to work harder than I do, and I'm not sure what they're really saying there. Are they saying that I don't have enough work? I feel like I do. Uh, David on Twitter says, transit-related grievances. DDOT had to reduce frequencies due to bus driver shortage. People mover still is not running. The RTA has pushed a ballot measure off to 2024. He says, in positive news, the queue line is back and DDOT will turn a historic building into a transit center. Uh, There was a lot of transit news this year and most of it was not good. You're right, David. Drooly Cat on Twitter says, uh, you people who don't wear masks indoors, come on, 
it's not so hard. You're, you're right about that. And I have to admit that in the last uh, six months or so, I've been a little uh, less diligent about making sure I have my mask on all the time. But uh, Julie Cat, that's a great reminder. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Christopher in Detroit. Christopher, welcome to the show. Uh, hello. Hey. Uh, happy Festivus for the rest of us, the <laughs> United States citizens. Uh, this is not America, and my grievance is uh, uh, the Patriot Front marching from the Lincoln Memorial, you know, not even a month after the Oxford shooting, and uh, this continued talk of America and Americanism when this is the United States, and Americans include the three continents. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And we are United States citizens. Yeah, right, Christopher, that's an interesting. That's an interesting grievance. I think the the sort of clash of enthusiasm about our country, which it takes on a number of different uh, political faces right now, uh, and the kind of crisis that is represented by by the Oxford shooting is 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 pretty interesting. And and you know, Bill, you were talking about the the sort of woke nodding. Uh, I think that applies in some cases to this this strange right wing uh, again enthusiasm right now about. Uh, America, far right wing, I should say. Uh, January sixth, we saw the worst iteration of it, but but I feel like we're still we're still right in the throes of all of that. No, I do. I mean, we we are we are in the throes of this, and you know, it's performative. You know, if people didn't have a you know a smartphone, their ability to take a photo of them doing something stupid. And, you know, show it to their friends, you know, we would be a lot better off. You know, we have unleashed the kraken of social media. We're not getting that back in the bottle and or back into the depths of the sea. And that's just what we are left with. You know, people who would have normally been, you know, rightfully so, uh, isolated from the rest of normality now have, you know, an express lane to get into our feeds and we get to see their stupidity and it just feeds on itself. And so this is a perpetual one. I mean, it's just like, you know, we, we did this to ourselves and (laughs) nobody, anybody who's ever posted uh, a selfie of themselves or picture of their food at a restaurant, you know, is part of this. Now they're, they're not gun toting crazies, but they've enabled a system that allows the strange and the weird to connect in ways that they've not been able to do before to make it seem like they're a voice. They're not a voice. They're, you know, they're, if you look at the numbers, they're, they're, they're less than a percentage point, but they look big and they, they certainly act big. And, you know, that's been the, you know, I think the problem. And I think, you know, on a serious note, we're, we're seeing this with what's going on with Facebook and the and the hearings in Congress and what happened in the last couple of elections. There's a reckoning coming with you know with our with our love for performance mm-hmm. on social media and you know and I think we're in the midst of it and and, and so this will will play out. But this is all connected. Yeah. This is all connected. Matt, our engineer, <laughs> says the problem is selfies of people eating conies. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Which I gotta say, on my social media feed, I, I actually—I actually have seen that before. <laughs> Let me tell you all something. As a person who posts selfies, as you know, on a regular basis, mm-hmm. I would just like to say, in defense of myself, <laughs> I don't think that my selfies are the breeding ground for what we're seeing. I think. The foundational white supremacy of this country well, is the course. breeding ground for what we are seeing. My selfies, aside from that, <laughs> I would like to note. <laughs> I think I think the selfie is one of the tools that white it's supremacy has That's found right. very convenient <laughs> to, to make itself more relevant in 2021 but I than will it was. Be posting my selfies. <laughs> That's I, right. Candace I'm, will not stop. I know. I know this. Candace will not white stop the selfie. Will end anything else for me. <laughs> In this I will Not take I will take the selfie on social media versus the slacktivism of what? of people sharing things and feeling like they lifted a mountain because they shared an <laughs> infographic designed to help a group of people that I guarantee they don't know. They don't even and know. And they are not monitoring their social media feed. It's not connecting with the audience at all. But yet, woke nodders, woke nodders, woke posters. Oh my goodness. You, you, you might be a white supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> If you post something other than a coney. Other than a coney on your selfies. Yeah. Right. yeah. I just want to qualify my statement for candidates. That's right. Uh, again, 313 577 1019 is the number here on the phones. Let's go to Brian in Dearborn. Brian, what's on your mind? All right, Stephen. I got two things that grind my gears, and one of them just came up during this episode. Um, but the first thing is that this year has not been that bad, okay? And everybody's acting like it's been terrible. Last year, we had a black market for toilet paper, okay? <laughs> okay, that's fair. This year, <laughs> you know, we have a prices 3% above their projected rate. I mean, come on. Last year, every day I had an anxiety attack the moment I heard the word president. This year, I can't even remember his face. That's a wonderful thing. And I just think we need to appreciate that. This year did not suck. And here's the other thing, okay? Uh, my, my second grievance is Ryan Patrick Hooper. Oh. Because here's the deal. Nobody has managed to offend all of Metro Detroit this badly <laughs> and cause such full outrage that Janet Jackson made me realize I was gay. Uh, all of this. It's a terrible thing, and I hope you get an FEC complaint from America. <laughs> I'm trying to bring the community together by hating. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Ryan. You know, I don't I, think Ryan, I, ever... I think the only thing that could have made it worse for you is if you if you actually did what you wanted to do and called them chili dogs. <laughs> oh, that's right. I need PR services I immediately. Gonna say, I'm going to be hearing about put the shovel down. This put the shovel down. Put the shovel down. <laughs> Brian, I really appreciate the call uh, and those grievances. Okay, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we will continue airing grievances. Maybe it'll get a little less dark. Uh, I don't know. This is a pretty, this is a pretty unusual uh, edition of the airing of grievances here, but we still want to hear from you. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook or Twitter, put comments there, and uh, we'll air your grievances that way. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.
You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. It is Festivus, the annual holiday, alternative holiday that we celebrate here on Detroit Today in honor of the television show Seinfeld, where it was made quite popular. Uh, We are always uh, on Festivus, giving people a chance to air their grievances about the year that we just had. What was really awful for you? About 2021, what stood out as uh, something that just drove you bananas about the year? Uh, We want to hear from you on the phones, 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter, put comments there, and we'll work you into the conversation that way. I've got uh, three great guests who have shared their list of grievances. Uh, Candace Fortman is executive director of Outlier Media. Bill Nowling is a longtime political communication strategist here in Detroit, executive director at DP+. And Ryan Hooper is one of the hosts of Culture Shift, which you hear each weekday here on WDET from noon to 2 p.m. Uh, I want to go back to some social media comments here. A listener on Twitter says she was laughing so hard right now. She was with Candace, uh, Candace, who shared her first grievance, which was simply men. She's had enough of men, apparently. Uh, she said that kicked it up a notch. <laughs> uh, her complaint is that the state is public transport in uh, the state of public transport in Detroit, getting worse when climate change needs it and a kick in the teeth to the good people of Detroit that need it. Uh, I agree with that one, of, of course. Uh, Daniel on Twitter writes, the new normal, if this past year is normal, I am out. The list of grievances is long, but I'll start with Democrats need to ask themselves what would Mitch do and quit playing patty cakes? I think a reference to the inability to get uh, this big build back better bill uh, passed in the Senate uh, because of a Democratic senator from West Virginia who doesn't agree with the money being spent. Uh, Glenn on Twitter writes, my grievance is with the city of Detroit. It's that they have no real plan to revitalize the east side business corridors of Kercheville, Mack, Verner, East Grand Boulevard, Van Dyke, and others. That's a really specific one. Uh, and if I think if you hang out in that part of town, you probably would agree with Glenn that uh, we could use more, much more uh, development over in those areas. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. Let's go to Kelly on the east side. Kelly, welcome to the show. Hi, Stephen. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, and happy Festivus to the rest of us. <laughs> uh, first off, this wasn't originally one of my complaints, but Candace was right about men. Thank you. And thank you. You're welcome. And I'd, uh, I'd like to thank Ryan for being her point so well. <laughs> so, what have I done? Um, oh my on. Uh, <laughs> I, I would like to thank Ryan for just stirring the damn pot again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, uh, Kelly, my, I'm with you. The, the, I, I, you know, I, I would be the last person in here attacking Cody Dogs, and now my show is going to be associated <laughs> with attacking Cody Dogs. I mean, I'm just saying my mother drove four hours to have a Cody Dog the other day, so thanks, Ryan. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but my original reason for calling <laughs> was that the lack of ability, the lack of communication in the age of just limitless accessibility. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, just, I have somebody I'm trying to get on the phone 
or text from who's literally my real estate agent right now and I haven't heard from him in 24 hours. I'm just like, come on, you have so many ways to communicate with me. <laughs> Why won't you tell me something, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's also the quality of communication, I think, is yeah. the thing that, that, that really grinds my gears. I mean, I love social media. I spend an inordinate amount of time on it, first of all. And, it, it, you know, it is it is the first thing I, I've admitted this before on the show. It's the first thing I look at when I wake up in the morning, I grab the phone and uh, go to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and see what is going on. But I, I think the quality of the interactions on those platforms is so, so poor uh, so frequently that, uh, that it, it's, it's disappointing. And, you know, I'm a big, big student of history though. And I know that, you know, early on, um, technology often doesn't fulfill the promise that uh, that it that it had, and that uh, I think over time it'll get much better. Uh, but right now, I agree with you; it's not it's not great. Um, but uh, Kelly, really appreciate the call and uh, the comments. Let's go to John on the east side. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having this. It, it kind of breaks the ice before the uh, the holiday season. Yeah. <laughs> so on a, on a serious note, I uh, I have real grievances with how we've been educated and informed of the the uh, COVID from the very onset. You know, the, they don't they tell you a bunch of numbers. They show you people getting jabbed with needles. I can't even watch reports. I'm not I'm not a fan of needles. I don't think anybody is, but. I mean, it's ridiculous that they have to, when they're talking about, uh, you know, other medical procedures, they don't show them. <laughs> and I, I'm just so tired of seeing people jabbed in the arms. Oh, really? I, that's not a really great way to encourage people to go out and get vaccinated. <laughs> and, and seriously, back when when Michigan first reported four cases, I did so much digging. I finally found a digital media guy on Channel 4 that has the uh, the whole numbers all laid out. They just need to tell those numbers out. Hmm. When when four people were reported having COVID in Michigan, the very first four, there was only four tests that day. So that tells you absolutely nothing. It has been a debacle. The, the yeah, absolute, I don't know. you must do this, you must do that, you must do that. We don't know. It, it should be... Go talk to your doctor. Well, I, I agree with that's that, That's what I did. Yeah. Because I didn't trust that orange thing. I didn't trust anything about what was going on during the last administration. And I went to my doctor in January, and I said, what's up? And he said, as soon as you can get the vaccination, get the vaccination. And I did. Yeah, John, that's great. That's great advice. And that's the advice that I think every physician we've had on the program in the last year and a half has has given. I mean, even as they're saying what they believe to be true and what they understand about the virus and <clears throat> the protections that people need to take and the you know effectiveness of the vaccine and things like that, they all when it boils down to it, say, go talk to your doctor. Um, and so you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I don't know that, I don't know that I feel like media has done a poor job, but uh, I mean, we could always do better at helping people understand this stuff and, and knowing what they're supposed to do. Uh, John, I really well, appreciate So much, yeah, so much. I, you know, I, I do take the point uh, about this a little bit. This is a little grievance on the media is uh, is is the media's propensity to turn everything into a sports story well that's it, true 
Right. And, you know, and that's what they've done with COVID. You know, it's not about how we get shots or how we get better. It's about how many people got infected, how many people died, and how many people are in hospital beds, you know, as if as if telling us these facts will help us. And they don't help us anyway. It just I think it deadens us to what's going on. You know, the you know, if we don't know what's going on, there's this there's this misbelief that if we just tell people what's going on, they'll they'll change their way and see the light. That's you know, that's not true. And I and I, and I agree. Seeing somebody getting a shot in the arm is not going to convince a reluctant person to get a shot in the arm. I think that's but, true. You but, know, and people have to people have to believe that what is what they're being asked to do will actually do what we're saying it'll do for them. I guess. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure that I lay that at the media's feet, but but I, I agree with you that that we need people to to understand this stuff and know why it makes sense to right. to do the things they're being asked to do. Um, let's go to Ken quickly in Troy. Ken, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm- I'm going to lay it at the media's feet. I've, I've okay. had it with the media. The media, the media has been, been working to keep us all as agitated as they possibly can for the last two years. I was hoping we were never going to hear about Trump anymore, but no. We've got to keep talking about Trump. We've got to keep talking about COVID. They, they, want, they want you to believe that you're living on top of a volcano and it's about to erupt right underneath your house. <laughs> they need your eyeballs on the screen all the time so that they can keep making dollar after dollar after dollar by selling you toilet paper and God knows what all else and cars with bows on the top of them. Oh. It's, it's time it's time for them to quiet down and relax because we all need to relax. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Ken, I, I appreciate the call. Everyone's saying we need to tone it down. We do a lot of talking about COVID here on Detroit Today, but I'm not sure if we're going to back away from that. I think we're trying to get people to really understand how serious this is and what we need to do. Okay. I want to end the show with Kenneth in Midtown. Kenneth, what's on your mind? Yes, anyway, I like the Coney Islands downtown, American and National. And then for <laughs> Thank years, you. I like my gravy over my chili. I'm, I'm sorry, gravy over the french fry. All of that is good. But now getting back to the city, <laughs> first of all, I think our president, everybody else is done, and the nurses are doing a good job. Doctors, they've done all they can to try to get these people to get out and take that shot. They've done all they can but stand on the roof and shout hallelujah those <laughs> that anybody that's getting government money i don't care if you work for the government or government aid should be made to take that shot yeah otherwise agreed we, kenneth I, and i love i love how you started uh, your call that you love conies I, i'm gonna have to take a call every day about how great conies are uh, <laughs> just to make up for ryan's ryan's uh, vicious assault on I our local love delicacy the coney dog my point was very nuanced <laughs> i think some people missed it yeah i heard tons of nuance <laughs> okay uh, uh there, there were a ton of things that we did not get to the flooding in Southeast Michigan, how bad our sports teams still are here in Detroit, the fact that Time Magazine named Elon Musk Person of the Year, uh, Jeopardy fumbling over and over to try to replace Alec Trebek. We could have gone on for hours today about uh, grievances, but we are uh, out of time. As usual, I love that uh, our guests join us each year for this. So thank you, Candace Fortman, Bill Nowling. 
and Ryan Hooper. I hope you guys have great real holidays uh, filled with conies, maybe. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I, I, I'm sending you a care package, Ryan, from uh, from Grace uh, right now. I'm, I've got it up on my screen. So I'm going to eat that, one right that now. New Year. And Candace, think up some new grievances about me for next year. So that, <laughs> there will be plenty, I'm sure. <laughs> that's right. Okay, that's going to do it for us on Detroit Today. Come back tomorrow when I'm going to share my annual holiday playlist and talk about it with WDET's Sam Bovian. Really exciting show to end the Christmas season. This is 1019 WDET-FM, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation.